Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. So I have him sitting in the cart, and I realized I forgot something, but of course my cart had a million things in it, Maddie's sitting in it. So I run two aisles down and I come back and I guess per mom brain discussion, I forgot what aisle Maddie was in. And this woman looks at me with the most withering stare and just points. Oh, I hate it. Maddie's card is. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today, we are talking about words that I use all the time. Mom brain. I use it as an excuse. I use it as a definition. I use it as a adjective. Mom braining is a verb. And here to talk about it is Dr. Elise Dobrow-DeMarco. She's a clinical psychologist. She has her own private practice in Summit, New Jersey. She specializes in helping women use cognitive behavioral therapy and related evidence-based strategies to navigate the challenges of motherhood. She's written in so many things like Motherly, Motherwell, Pop Sugar Mom, Psychology Today, Scary Mommy, The Week, Today Parenting, and her own blog, www.drcbtmom.com. Dr. DeMarco is the author of the book we talk so much about today called Mom Brain. It's a guide that includes science-based strategies to help moms cope with common challenges and make peace with their transformed identity. She lives in New Jersey with her husband and her two sons, Maddie and Sam. Thank you so much for coming on Katie's Crib, Dr. DeMarco. It's so nice to talk to you, Katie. Oh, my God. You're so excellent. The book is so wonderful. I'm so appreciative of you coming on. Is mom brain a real thing? Yes. Yay! Hurrah! 
episode. That's all right, I needed right, to hear. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. Um, yes, it is. But like not in the way pop culture teaches us it is. As a mom too, I uh, always had heard there's this thing called mom brain where like you have kids and then you like forget where your shoes are and lose your cell phone. And I think in pop culture, it's a negative thing, right? It's like you, you have kids and you like lose your mind. Right. Um, but what's really interesting is there's a lot of emerging science on mom brain. There's emerging research now on what happens in, in your brain when you become a mom. And what it shows is mom brain is actually far from a detriment. It's actually adaptive. There are structural and functional changes that happen in our brain that basically push our kids to top of mind which is great from a caregiving perspective and that, yes, you want your kids top of mind, right? All the time. But what it does is it makes everything go It pushes down other things down the list. list, right? Exactly. So like remembering people's birthdays, maybe where your cell phone is, sure. but it's actually a good thing. And there's the research on, on it that's coming out is fascinating. It's not just moms who, who've come by their kids other ways, other than giving birth. Dads, they have brain changes as well. It's really fascinating stuff. Let's not tell my husband that so that he can't use it as an excuse. But you're right. We do culturally use mom brain as this sort of, oops, I'm a failure. I can't remember where I was in the middle of my sentence. But what you're saying and what we learn in your book is that really things are actually scientifically happening in your brain that make your child come first. Everything else just gets pushed down. Plus, tell me about lack of sleep. I mean, that has got to be part of the mom brain situation. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of things that are contributing, right? So it's not only brain changes, but yes, it's also lack of sleep, which is profound in the beginning, as you know. Remember too that like when you become a mom, you're so unmoored, particularly in the beginning. Like I remember when I had like my first son and it was how like- How old are they now? Excuse me, interrupting you, but how, how old? They're seven and 10 now. Maddie and Sam, two okay. boys. Okay. Um, they are loads of fun. When I had Maddie, my older one, I remember feeling like, forget about what day it is. I don't feel like I'm in my life anymore. I feel like I've stepped out of the functioning world and I'm now in this weird quasi reality where like I'm up in the middle of the night and I'm sleeping in the middle of the day. You're so lost. You're yes. so lost. You guys, Mom Brain is a wonderful book and it's structured so well for us moms who have Mom Brain because it is structured in sections. You don't have to read the whole book in one sitting. You have the ability to really pick and choose which chapters are affecting you at certain times. Thank you for pointing out, Katie, the way the book is structured. I did that yes. very deliberately because yes. I was like, moms can't read. It's not like they have a million, you know, but they can dip in and out to different sections and get one or two skills that they can start using right now to help themselves. Yep. And that's why I wrote it because I was like, yes, I think every mom needs CBT. But no, I don't think every mom is going to get it. And right. so this was my way of, you know, I had started off writing shorter pieces for like those publications you mentioned, right? And then I was like, there's a lot that CBT has to offer. You wrote in the Washington Post about this feeling of loss, that loss and lost that I feel currently. You said there's so much grief involved. Motherhood is joyful, yes, but it also entails so much grieving. When we first become mothers, we grieve for the loss of our child-free, independent person we once were. When we send our kids out into the world, whether for their first day of kindergarten or their first day of college. Holy shit. Well, that's what I feel right now. I'm missing my, my 20s. I didn't have the worries that I have now. I'm already seeing the grief of I'm spending all this time and energy and care and love just to get my heart broken because I, if I do a good job, they will leave me. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, why did I sign up for this shit? No, you're totally right. And the grief really changes what I'm going through right now. Yes, you're ahead of me. Talk to me, Goose. I'm ahead of you. I don't listen. This is my own personal experience. I can't put my psychologist hat on when it's about my kids, right? But sure. you know, with my older son, so he's in fifth grade and um, this year has been fine. But last year with COVID was hard, right? They were only in school half day. It was very disruptive. I mean, for everybody, of course. Yes, yes. And last year was the first time where, you know, it was difficult for him. And I was like, gosh, I can't solve his problems anymore. When he was younger. You could fix it. You could fix it, right? And so, like, that's the stage of grief I'm in now. Oof, his life is his own. You can't, yeah. Yeah, And it's gonna get worse. Like, I, because my sister has teenagers, and I'm like, oh my God, it's gonna get worse. That article to post, I I meant what I said about being grief being a staple of the maternal experience. And one of the things that I thought about a lot when I was writing Mom Brain was like, you know, moms need to not feel bad when they have kids and are in mourning for certain things. I mean, like you, Katie, having a baby during a pandemic, that's a whole other layer of mourning. Not only are you like mourning your child-free self, you're mourning the babyhood that you wanted your kid to have. I've talked to so many patients about this where they're like, I couldn't introduce my baby to their grandparents. I couldn't join the, the mommy and me classes I wanted. There's been so much mourning around that, too. Oh, yeah. And the women listening to this podcast really grieving the like, I couldn't do that prenatal yoga class. I couldn't do the mommy and me. And I had one child pre-COVID, one child during COVID. So I do miss the village that I had with my son. I signed up for weekend playdates with wine. That's how I wanted to parent. And I don't get to do that. The playdates are few and far between. And so I find myself alone and it sucks. (laughs) Not having a good time. It's so hard. It's so hard. From your book, can you just give us a few examples of CBT strategies? I'm going to give you some very general ones that I kind of start out with. And then we, we can get into specifics of some other stuff. But here's some general ones. One thing that I recommend a lot to basically everybody is doing mood check-ins a couple of times a day. This is a very CBT thing. We're very into monitoring our moods. We're very into all of that. But I tell patients, you know, set a timer to go off once every couple of hours Mm -hmm. or time it with meals. That's an easy thing to remember, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, where you're taking a moment and just asking yourself, how am I doing? How am I feeling? This sounds simple. It is not simple. No mom is doing that. Because I just asked myself in my head that, and I was like, oh, wow, I haven't asked myself that. In years. Totally. So for (laughs) just that reason, it's really important that we prioritize ourselves as we're prioritizing our kids. But I think what happens with a lot of moms is we are so in it, particularly in the beginning, like right where you are now, Katie, when you have really little ones, you're so in it all the time that you are just not registering how you're feeling. And what I was hearing about all the time before I wrote the book and still do is, oh my God, I got to the end of the night and I melted down. I had this day of stressors with my kids and it was building and building and building. And I got to the end of the night and I got these kids in bed and I lost my mind. What I realized is that like, you know, part of the problem there is that you're not realizing earlier in the day, ah, I am not doing great. What can I do now in this moment to help myself? So everything is building and building and then it explodes. Or some moms I work with say that happens in the morning where like they'll go to bed so stressed out and then they wake up and there's like a clenching feeling in the pit of their stomach. 
Right. When we've all been there, like, right. We've all been there. And so make sure you are checking your emotional blood pressure, so to speak, every couple of hours. And if you notice you're having trouble, stop and say, what do I need? Do I need to call the neighbor? Do I need to take a walk? Do I need to just throw my baby in the stroller and just take a walk? Cause we both need a change of scenery. That's the huge one. So helpful. Huge. That's all I say. I'm like, get outside. We're all going outside. Family walk. We're going outside. I'm so with you. And, and my, by the way, my patients hate me because they're like, but it's freezing, which it is here, by the way, in the Northeast. But I'm like, you know what? It is change of scene is life changing for the mom meltdowns and the baby. <laughs> and by the way, I think this is true of older kids, too. Like, we'll still do that with my son. Mm. If one of them is really having a hard time, I'll be like, dude, let's just we're going to get in the car. We're just going to drive somewhere. <laughs> What I say to moms too, and that this is another like yeah, skill and, and yeah. theme, yeah, is, is I'm very big into mindfulness and I'm very into really trying to be kind and compassionate towards yourself when you're having a hard time. Mindfulness and self-compassion is so critical because we have a lot of emotions as parents that are not positive, right? We talked about the grief already. There's anxiety, there's frustration, there's resentment of partner, friends. There's pressure, there's overwhelm. Yes, there's envy. There's so much. One of the things I thought about when I was writing the book is like, I have so many moms who come to me and are so ashamed of the negative emotions they feel, which is so unfair. It's bad enough you're feeling these bad feelings, right? If on top of that, you're feeling guilty about feeling this way, adding insult to injury. It's like making it a million times worse, right? Yeah. Tell me uh, one example of a mindfulness exercise. in the book. So one of my all-time favorites is the leaves on a stream exercise, which mm-hmm. is by, by no means mine, right? It's a classic mindfulness exercise. You could use leaves on a stream. You could use boxes on a conveyor belt, clouds in the sky, like whatever image floats your boat. But basically the idea is you want to just take a moment and see yourself writing the thoughts and feelings that come in on a leaf and sending it sort of down a mental stream and not pushing it down the stream. Like I always caution moms about this because you're not trying to push your emotions away. In fact, the opposite is true. What you're trying to do is just be an observer and describer of your feelings without judging your feelings, without feeling like you have to fix them right away or change them. You're just letting them be. Any of the mindfulness apps have exercises like this, like Calm or Headspace. But it's uh, what I always say is like, you'll become good enough at it that you can just sort of leaves on a stream yourself. You don't need to fix or change but just give yourself like a minute to, to see those leaves on a stream and let them do what they're going to do. But once again, if you're an observer and a describer of what's going on in your head, you're not judging what's going on in your head. Right. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. So I think that a lot of this mom brain stuff, and you talk about this in your book too, which I love, I think a huge part of it in our society now is mom guilt is part of mom brain and a lot of it is coming from social media. I can speak for myself personally. I think we feel a lot of judgment from ourselves from comparing ourselves to others, moms who it seems like they've got it all going on, they're packing better lunches, someone will post something of their kid and their kid's talking in sentences before my kid is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that you mentioned in your book that if there is a particular friend or celebrity social media account that's driving problematic comparison making for you, this incredible doctor who we have here just says, unfollow. That's it. What am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. I mean, I I talk in the book about like, okay, consider the benefits and drawbacks of following a particular social media account. If the benefits are like awesome vegan recipes and the, the drawbacks are posts fill me with like soul crushing FOMO. Stop following that person. Like the vegan recipes are not worth it. And also just like Google a vegan recipe. You don't have to also follow the whole lifestyle of the vegan chef. And I I will say, Katie, that I, as a psychologist who works with moms, I'm so appreciative of celebrities like you who are open about motherhood because that's what we need, Mm -hmm. not just with people in the entertainment industry, but also these quote unquote mom fluencers now. There's a lot of, oh my goodness, look at my me and my children frolicking on this sunlit beach. <laughs> you know, they're so well behaved. I'm so beautiful. I talk to patients all the time. I'm like, why? Yeah, like if I didn't know, I would feel so much better about my parenting. I mean, I was going down a spiral on this podcast because I follow a lot of like very wonderful moms who are super and and mm-hmm. my son in COVID got eight thousand Paw Patrols, just plastic shit toys. They're not wooden blocks. They're not open-ended toys. These are toys with bells and whistles and buttons and lights, and they're crap. And my son loves them. And I was like, I'm, or, I'm failing. I'm a failure. Yeah. Or like the mom who's like, well, 
I slipped, and in COVID, I am now allowing my children to watch 15 minutes of television a day. I'm like, 15 minutes? Holy shit. You should see on weekends. It's like, I'm like, eight to noon, buddy boy. What shows you getting? Like, why do I follow these people? They make me feel like shit about myself. And they're wonderful. It's not about them. They're great. It's that I have the issue where I'm comparing myself and I'm having mom guilt about my parenting skills. There's so much out there now from parenting experts on social media. And I feel like it exploded during COVID, particularly on Instagram, where there's so much content from a lot of really good people. But I think what does happen is, you know, especially if you're someone who's more prone to anxiety, you end up following everyone, like all the experts, and then it's just noise coming at you and and dissenting opinions. Find the one or two good sources that you feel comfortable with that don't make you anxious, that you feel like, you know, are good guides. Follow those things. Don't follow anything else. Like it's too much. It's too much to digest. Let's talk about judging people during these mom brain moments. You talk about there's a number of subtler in-person judgments that are thrown at moms each day. Can you describe the experience that you had the one time in the grocery store with Maddie and the woman who helped you find him? Oh my God, this was terrible. So I was in the grocery (laughs) store. I was very visibly pregnant with Sam and Maddie would have been almost three. Sure. So I have him sitting in the cart and I realized I forgot something, but of course my cart had a million things in it. Maddie's sitting in it. So I run two aisles down to grab whatever it was. Sure. And I come back and I guess per mom brain discussion, I forgot what aisle Maddie was in. And I I go into the aisle right next to him. He's not there. And I visibly panic. And this woman looks at me with the most withering stare and just points (laughs) where Maddie's cart is. I was so upset. I got in the car and I went to the gas station and I called my sister and cried. And I was like, I am a terrible mother. It was awful. This is when I just started doing a lot of this work. <laughs> and I, I, it was awful. It was awful. And you could see the judgment in her face. Yes, there's some overt judging, but a lot of the judging is more subtle, sure. like by a look, right? Or like, you know, I talk about the passive aggressive, like the person who's like, oh, yes. Yes. you do that with your kid. That's, ve- that's interesting. Oh, I hate you know it. about that, right? For sure. We've all gotten that. And then on social media where people are more overt because, of course, they're hiding behind their avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I will remember, I think, till the day I die, what that woman's stare was um, and how mortified I was and how I was filled with guilt and shame, which is so unfair. Like, again, I mean, one of the nice things about writing this book now is that in hindsight, you can have a sense of humor about yourself and, and you can see things that you couldn't see at the time. And like I was writing that anecdote, I felt so bad for myself. I wish I could show myself the compassion then now. that I can show Yeah, now. that you know yeah. now. I know. Yeah. It really is true. We really are hard on ourselves. I, I don't know why we have these ridiculous expectations on ourselves on something that's really hard and that we've never done before. You know, yeah. like I've never been a mom before. I've been a mom for four years and, I, and my child changes all the time. Here's what I thought was something else that was really helpful. Mom brain is a big thing on holidays and vacations. A schedule or some sort of routine, it all gets thrown out the window for vacations and holidays and any sort of special events. But what I love about this, and I think this is really helpful to reduce stress, is that moms should 
set the bar low. Super low. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that is genius. You even put out some examples of low bar goals, like just like get one good picture at the family wedding. That's huge. Even just looking at the camera. Like we don't even need smiles. We just need everyone looking at the camera. Yeah, that's a miracle. (laughs) This all came honestly from my own experience where I had the most overblown expectations for Maddie, my older one's first holidays. And I, among the most stressful times for me as a parent early on occurred in the context of holidays when things did not work out the way I had dreamed and hoped, right? So this happened again and again. Like we had a blizzard in the Northeast, his first Halloween. Halloween was canceled. I mean, like all kinds of stuff happened. But my personal favorite of once I learned to set the bar low is my nephew had his bar mitzvah when Sam was three and Maddie was six. And Sam had just potty trained like literally a week before. Oh, God. Still having accidents. And the bar mitzvah party was on a boat that went around the Hudson, which was beautiful. 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 But like on a boat, my kid was maybe going to pee everywhere. Sure, sure. Poop everywhere too. Like I didn't know. And I went into that, which was funny because my niece's bat mitzvah was three years prior and I was much more stressed about that. And I think I wised up. And for my nephews, I was like, you know what? It's going to be fine. I just have to make sure that these kids get some food. I'm not going to worry about their behavior. There's a million people in their face, all of our relatives trying to hunt them and kiss them. It's on a boat. They're not napping. Nothing was going according to normal schedule. I was like, you know what? I want to keep these kids fed and alive. My low bar when I fly is I just say, like you said, it's just survive. I think it's because they do, I don't feel the stress of like, oh, my God, it's their nap time coming up and they're, are they going to skip it? Are they not? Are they going to get cranky? I'm like, well, they'll fall asleep if they, if they need it, I guess. I'm just going to let it yeah. all go. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You describe a couple of ways to reduce the comparison of our kids to others, which is what we're talking about as far as social media, the judgy mom in the grocery store for you that we so lovingly wish the best in hindsight. Um, <laughs> one, you say you consider how much we really know about the family and two, creating funny backstories. So I thought this would be kind of fun. If we do a quick activity where you can walk me through developing our own funny backstory. Sure. By way of introduction for this, a lot of times when we don't really know much about a person we're comparing ourselves to, it's yes. not fair. The example that I use in the book is like... Einstein mom. Einstein mom, yes. right? Who's like, yes. Who has a kid who seems brilliant and super well-behaved while your kid is like eating paste and running around like a tornado, right? Yes. But you likely don't have any information about this woman. Like you probably don't even know her name or whatever. So it can help you to create like a funny backstory in your head. So in the book, it was like calling her Einstein mom, right? And then like the joke was, think about how she gets home and she tells her kids, every time you read a sentence, I'm going to give you a grape and this is how I'm going to feed you. Like you can't have food. It's basically <laughs> making up a funny story. Sure. So yes, Katie, I'm on board. Give me, give me an example. I'm thinking about this mom that I don't really know like, I just, like, can't deal with, like, how good she is at being a mom. She makes dinner every single night and Instagrams the meals, and they're superb. Oh, okay. They're superb. Right. Okay, so here's my question, Katie. Have you witnessed this family for, like, a long period no, of time? No, yes. okay, no, no right. idea. Maybe the story of this mom is, like, you see her like outside and she's waving and her kids or whatever. And like she walks in the house and the house is a disaster. Went off. And the kids are right, right, totally. And like, it's like the Hunger Games in the house. And they're all like fighting to eat that beautiful Instagram meal. And they're running around the house with like bows and arrows. Please God, like, let that be it. true. It has to be sometimes, right? You know what? It has to be. The truth is there is no way that this woman has it all together like that. There is no way. So that's my one like funny scenario is like yes. think about the Hunger Games at her house. Yes. You know, whoever the last kid like murdered. <laughs> yes, the yes, yes, yes. To eat the beautiful Instagram dinner, right? Then you can also think about, okay, well, maybe like the door opens and you realize like they're all robots. Like they're all robot children. Like they're not real. Oh, that's so the funny. Oh right, my so gosh, that's like hilarious. That. Oh, that's so good. That's so helpful. Or your other advice, I should just unfollow. Yes. I hate cooking. Yep. 
I don't like it. And that's not where I excel in motherhood. But I excel in other ways. I'm a performer. And you bet your ass there's a dance party like no no one's no, business there's be daily in my house. It's cuckoo right. bananas. Play to your strengths. So many moms are focused on what they can't do and not on what they can do. Pinterest, like the crafty stuff, I'm a disaster. I can't cook also, by the way. I'm a terrible cook and I'm horrendous on Pinterest. Same. It took me a while to be like, no, but there's other stuff I'm good at. I'm not a professional like you, but I'm a musical theater nerd. So I sing to my kids all the time. Aww, that's, that's a thing so that I like. Lovely. You also are a doctor and a, like oh. <laughs> when shit hits the fan when they're teenagers and they're having like real mental, emotional struggles, know that ta- you will be very good at talking to them when they need help. Well, physician heal thyself, Katie. I mean, <laughs> like it's much harder to use these strategies. True, true. On your, right? It's a, yes. but, but, you know, but playing to your strengths, right? And being like, why am I focusing on the stuff I'm just not good at? Right. Not every mom has to be a Pinterest mom or a mom who makes dinner. You focus on what you're good at and what, and, and you build on that. I like this part of the book too. Not only can we not control ourselves, but we cannot control our children. We cannot guarantee that said behavior that will be on display, especially if our kid happens to be tired or cranky or sick. How can we tell the difference if we're in a situation where we just can't always control our kids versus this action that our child just did can be managed? This is huge for me because my child, I am seethingly jealous of children who do what their parents ask them to do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think you can't control the environment sometimes, right? If you're like in the middle of like a really busy space and your kid is totally overstimulated, you have limited to no control over that environment. Your kid is also your kid and they have the temperament they have, have. right? Like I know you had Dan Siegel on, right? He talked about yes, that. Absolutely. You know, you really have to think about, all right, I have a set of ideas in my head for like the way that I want to, you know, encourage my kid to listen, but I can't beat myself up if they don't, <laughs> you know, to go back to the parenting expert thing for a sec. I think one of the things that's so difficult about all these experts coming out is that the message a lot of moms receive is like parenting is perfectible. And if I just follow what this particular expert says, my kid is going to do all that I want them to do. But it doesn't work that way. It's so much more complicated than that. Oh, it's so much more. And, you know, it's from kid to kid. It varies so much. So like you may have a plan down that works for your first kid and then you have a second kid and like your plan did not work. You got to forgive yourself, particularly again in those situations where like you can identify you have no control. Going back to holidays for a second. Good luck. If you're a parent trying to get your kid to like eat sensibly on Christmas or Thanksgiving. Good <laughs> Set those low expectations, mommies. Oh my God. My kid eats only pie on Thanksgiving. Sam, like full out, that's it. Who cares? I think also you know your kid and you know if, oh, he didn't nap today. Oh, he really hasn't had a well-balanced meal in a bunch of hours. Like this is other stuff going on. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that. there's that also. This is also something that I found so helpful in your book. And I I saw you talk about, oh, I think I saw it on your Instagram page. But the two-week rule, genius. Yeah. For someone that struggles with anxiety, this is genius. If your kid is doing something that you don't love or is making, causing you to have anxiety, instead of just like rushing to like DEFCON 4, 
in two weeks, everything. It, it's like I've never been more understanding that everything is a phase. Everything is a phase. And I talk to moms about this constantly because, I mean, I cannot tell you the number of times that a mom has come in and panicked about her kids. Eating is a huge one for when they're little. Sleep yeah. regressions. Oh, my oh, goodness. God. Oh, my kid's going to be a sleep regression. Like development. Like, oh, I went to the park and I saw this other kid on the swing and my kid kept falling off. I and mean, you name it. Moms come in panicked. And I'm like, you know what? Do me a favor. Just wait two weeks before you panic. Before you go to Dr. Google. The specialist, the therapist, talk to all your friends about it. Freak out, stay up all night. Albie went through such a hitting phase. He was the kid on the playground hitting the shit out of babies. (laughs) I've never been so upset in my life Googling why kids hit, da-da-da-da-da. Like, it's done. It's over. I'm already on to the next. That was years ago. I'm on to the next shit show. Exactly. Adam, we we were going through something difficult with Albie. I don't even remember what it was. And my husband looked at me and he was like, Katie... Remember when he used to hit everyone? I was like, oh, yeah. He was like, he doesn't do that anymore. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. He's going to grow out of it. No, totally. And um, what I'll hear back from moms who have more sort of anxiety issues is they'll say, well, but what if it's actually a real problem? And I'm like, you got to trust yourself. Like, And I'll I'll always reference Mm because every mom has that story. There is an emergency. You know your kid is in need. And you spring into action faster than you know, like a superhero would. So I'll always reference that story. And I'll say like, remember when your kid got into, I don't know, my Maddie ran into a toy chest and split his head open. I'm like, you know, everyone has that story. And I'm yes, like, did you have, have any that. doubt that your kid was in need? Did you even have to think about No, whether, you know when it's different. Right. You know when it's an emergency, you know when it's a problem. If you're thinking, oh, well, is this normal? Is it not? Give it two weeks. If you have to hem and haw, that means it's not an emergency. And you can give it two weeks and see. This is so funny. I'm sorry that on this podcast, I'm making my son seem like a little poop because he's not. He's also (laughs) miraculous and wondrous and kind and sweet and loving. I just want to say that. But in these phases that we're talking about, it makes me laugh so hard. My husband will come out of Albie's room sometimes and he'll be like, the devil has left our son. (laughs) Before we just wrap up the wonderfulness that is this book, Mom Brain. This is insane to me, and I need so much help. How the hell am I supposed to get out of Mom Brain to make time for date nights? What would be an effective way for both parents to have enough energy? Yeah. Well, this is a managing expectations thing, too, first of all. Let's right? keep them low, mommies. <laughs> Let's keep, keep them low. low. Right. And that's the thing. Like, the biggest message that I send to moms about just like sex after baby in general just communicate about it. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because I think what happens so often is sometimes both partners, often it's one partner who's so burned out. And I say often it's one, because it can be the mom postpartum, right? Because there's a lot of stuff going on with your body. Like you're not necessarily feeling super sexy. People will not be into sex after baby and it could go on. And I think the, the thing that's a problem for a lot of people is they won't talk to their partner about it. If you don't want to you know, touch your partner with a 10 foot pole, you can tell them that, you know, but also explain why. why. Hey, I've had kids draped all over me all day. The last thing I want is more hands on me. Another part of it too is you can have intimacy without full on having sex. Absolutely. You can just be like, you know what? After we put the kids in, do you want to just sit down next to each other on the couch and like watch a show? 
Oh, that's like huge for us. I'm like, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, and that's intimacy. A lot of people seem to feel like it's sex or nothing. First of all, you have to figure out what feels comfortable to you as a couple, which varies at different stages in your life as a couple, depending on a lot of things. A lot of things count as intimacy and can feel really close and intimate if you're not, you know, really into having sex right now. I talked to mom several times about this where they'll say, you know, I'd be into sex, but the issue is at night, I'm so tired. I don't want to do it. And I'll say, okay, well, like if you're kind of interested in bringing sex back, is there something, and your partner's into it, like, is there something they can do to help you on some night? Right. Of course. course. Maybe you say, Hey, you want sex. I want sex. I am too tired after tuckins. You want to handle tuckins one night. You take care of bedtime while I take a shower or like yeah, just so like gross. change my clothes and not be a smelly piece of shit. Yep. Brush my teeth. <laughs> any of that. Any of that. Any of it. But I'll say, Katie, even more than that is like, it's just about communicating. Even if what you're communicating is, I don't want this. You want to be able to just say, I am so sorry if it's been a minute. I'm always like, I'm breastfeeding and I'm really dry, man. Like I need help. Yeah. It's just part of the hormonal thing of my body. All the liquids are going to breast milk. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, and you've had your breasts out all day. <laughs> oh, you're God. like so excited to put them back in. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, it's so hard for everyone listening to get a babysitter, to have outside people yes. come in your house if oh. they're not in your pod. It's expensive if that's not in your budget. I mean, it's really a whole thing. We do Friday night Shabbat now, which, my God, we've been together 17 years. We've never done this. And we are, like, holding on to it because we just do – we light candles. We have a dinner. And we watch a family movie with our son. We tuck him in. And then me and Adam hang out. I love that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. As we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to say about your incredible book, Mom Brain? My hope is that moms are just are kinder to each other, and particularly during COVID. Uh, I mean, listen, I could go on and on, as could you, Katie, about how relentless this has been for parents. And so I think it's even more important that you are kind to yourself, that you are mindful of your negative emotions, that you are taking care of yourself. I cannot speak to that enough. Finish this sentence. Parenthood is. Oh, my gosh. Parenthood is. Constantly surprising. Ooh, we haven't had that one. And I like it. (laughs) Everyone run out, get this book, Mom Brain. It is so helpful. And really, in my mission for this podcast, it does the most important thing, which is makes me feel less alone. And I'm so appreciative of your time and all the moms that you're helping in Summit, New Jersey, you lucky moms. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Katie. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I want to hear from you. Let's chat. Questions, comments, concerns? Let me know. You can always find me at katiescrib at shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.